0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Whether you're making a delicious family meal or a post workout snack,
2: choose the farm fresh taste of Eggland's best eggs. Only Eggland's best hens are fed their proprietary all vegetarian feed. That's what makes their eggs more nutritious. With 10 times more vitamin E, 25% less saturated fat, and 6 times more vitamin D compared to ordinary eggs. Egglands Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com to learn more.
1: Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. Today we're speaking about Cain Hill and how to make indie films from the ground up. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the Dare feature film and World of Darkness feature documentary and producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. We're coming at you from Just Voices Studios today. It's a beautiful studios in the heart of Victoria. If you're looking to do a podcast, a voiceover, do get in touch with Simon here at Just Voices Agency and check out their studios. We're on iTunes. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a nice review. Give us a five-star review. Don't give us a one-star, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: wait till after
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, it really helps. It really does mean a lot to us that you support us. So if you've got some time on your hands, do go do that, um it means the World to us. So our guest today, I'm very excited. This is the producer, director, writer team behind Kane Hill, Gene Falaise and Tony Cook. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us Thanks in. For having very us. pleasurable. Very yeah, pleasurable. Do. Oh whoa, that. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has turned into a different
0: interview. It has
1: straight away, straight away. So let's talk about this letter I wrote to you. When I...
0: <laughs> there was no such thing, there was no
1: such thing as a letter I wrote to Gene uh, when I was a starting out actor. Um, they didn't reply to. No, he... <laughs> it's
0: been a bad time for producers, recently. Yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> really round this off, Gene. <laughs> um,
1: let's talk about how you got started in the film world to, to begin with, Jean. Let's start with you because you've been around for quite a while. You've been making features yeah. and been involved in feature films and, and films in general. How did you begin?
2: So, yeah, I started uh, in, at school. I wanted to work in radio um, mm. as a presenter, and I did that. Started out at hospital radio, then worked in commercial radio um, where I grew up in Guernsey, worked at the BBC. Nice. Um, worked my way around different stations when I moved over to, to England, and then I got the opportunity to start working TV. Uh, doing live sports events and things like that Ooh, so uh okay. did that for a while and uh did that for a few years and while I was doing that met people like associated in linkedin with film mm-hmm. um and then kind of did a gradual progression into film from there so there was no kind of you know firm joins between the two it was between the three kind of mediums mm-hmm. I just kind of gradually went from radio into TV and then into film and it's just kind of progressed from there and then produced for um 10 years um and then the last five have been uh, directing. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a natural progression. So it sounds like it was easy, and we know it's not.
1: Yeah. So maybe you can help people out there to say what was it that you felt that you, you did, that you helped? Yeah,
2: them. I mean, it's it's so difficult to kind of pinpoint mm. actual points, you know, in which things change. And, you know, with everything, it's just been a case of, of trying your absolute hardest and pushing, you know, much harder than than everyone around you, it seems. You mm. know, just try and give that extra bit more than you can um and you know just it, it's it's situations that have kind of led to to this you know I've been extremely lucky in the way things panned out I never thought you know when I was growing up I want to be a film director hmm. but it's absolutely the place I've found that feels like home you know it's been a a progression to that so it's just endless amounts of of work and you know evolving in myself um and being able to to kind of find new goals because you know it's it's brilliant having a goal but when you're able to achieve that and i've been lucky enough to achieve goals i wanted in my life it's good to be able to kind of find another and just you know keep going you know I, i'm not a person to kind of just settle and go you know okay that's done i'll always mm-hmm. try and push myself and, and you know that's that's generally what i'm what i've been doing and what i'll continue to do that's
1: that's great that's great it's impressive it's it's nice that you wanted to make Feature films and, and you you have
0: yeah that was, that was proper luck and over for a moment <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I felt moved
1: <laughs> there's tears streaming down his face <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> tell me what about yourself how did you how did you start in this business
0: I started out in stand up not Ooh. it was it was a really strange one it wasn't entirely. My option.
1: There was no chance. <laughs> <It> was forced, <laughs> yeah. forced onto stage. Be funny now. Like, ah. In fairness, that was pretty
0: much it. Really? Yeah, I was at a talent show at Sixth Form. And I was just watching my friends performing. Mm-hmm. And then they did an announcement, say who was up next. And someone had put my name down to do stand-up. Right. So I thought, well, at, at this point, I was at a Sixth Form that was 90% girls.
1: Okay, so So you, that,
0: there was a lot on the line. A sport.
1: lot of pressure right now. <laughs> so well, here we go. And you didn't have a beard then as well, so you That's can't him with that. But you know?
0: I did have hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 just gone upside down.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks. Wow. Well,
2: we've got a visual. So now, you.
0: This anyone
1: guy. that doesn't know what I look
0: like is picturing a man from an Etch-A-Sketch.
2: <laughs> That's horrible.
0: <laughs> what a horrible man. <laughs> and, so yeah, I'm sitting in the audience and they've announced for me out and I thought, well, mm. I can either sit here and... Look stupid, or I can get up and look stupid. So I thought I'll get up and look stupid. Yeah, yeah. so I thought I'm crack on. So I went down, then and started, and then it went as well as I thought it could go. Really, with no material and anything else.
1: What did you say? I mean, what do you just? I'd love to see I, I, I just
0: started abusing people in the audience. Ah, just went for it. I thought, oh, there's a couple of weird-looking people here. Let's go for it.
1: Oh, they're still crying right now. That's they're it, still yeah. in therapy for this. <laughs> <laughs> you might have got laid,
0: <laughs> but I got a
1: career. It's all worth it. That's yeah, it. It's all the big matters. picture.
0: <laughs> but for now, I didn't realise there were judges in there from like the ballon Festival and things like that. Mm-hmm. So by my third stand-up gig, there was 500 people there. Wow. Yeah, it was it was tense because I was only about 16 at the time. Oh so my gosh. I'm Stood up in front of all the the people in the, the stage area there. And it was strange because there was other acts going out. I was the only comedian on mm-hmm. at the festival for it. And <laughs> the, all the other acts had been basically abused. So I thought, all right, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get through my routine because everyone is just taking a piss out of everyone. Right. So I thought, just go for the people that are taking the mick. So I went in on them. Okay. And... Yeah, I didn't have a car at the time, so getting home was awkward because I rounded <laughs> it off with one guy in the front was pretending to, to snore. So I said, oh, I imagine that's the sound your sister makes while you're trying to sleep with her. Oh, and, oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's good, though. That's
0: Thank funny. you. Yeah, it was funny at the time, not mm. when I got on the bus.
1: <laughs> with him And yes, his sister. And his sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they were sat at the back. I was at the front of the bus. Because I'm not stupid, I'm still in South London. <laughs> and they, they were shouting my jokes back at me. I was like, Really? This is just insulting. This kind of flattering. But Also insulting.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a fan base right there. Yeah, sure. yeah.
0: But from that, I went into, I was lucky enough to be brought on to a comedy series on MTV called The Jason Lewis Experience by by Jason. He, We got talking, and he brought me on to so that. Had some amazing talent in it. Had Eddie Caddy, had Daniel Kaluglia from um, yeah, Get Out. Of course. So just working amongst those kind of people were, were brilliant. And from that, I started uh, transitioning into kind of straight acting because found comedy to be quite lonely, really.
1: Mm, I've heard that.
0: Was meant to be an M. Mm, that was meant to be an R. Ah. Oh, ah, there we oh, go. Wow, <laughs> this Simple isn't
1: panto. <laughs> went straight into panto. <laughs> Come on, everyone! Yeah. <laughs> He's behind you. Yeah. Oh, he was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then,
0: yeah, after after the stand-up stuff went into the straight stuff, and then, um, yeah. yeah, kind of progressed through doing that, and me and Gene met. I'll let you get into how we met because uh, the lawsuit's still there. but <laughs> that, was... I started basically shadowing you, learning the producing ropes as well, because so I was getting typecast quite a lot.
1: Okay.
0: I appreciate it being cast, but it got to a point when it was like...
1: Can you tell us what you've been typecast as? I mean, I can guess, but... Sex God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: In Standard <disguise>. comedian. <laughs> yeah. So I was basically just a thug Thugs. every time. Yeah. yeah. so You do started... do it well, though, to be Thank fair. Thank you.
1: So that's why people were recasting you. I like that. Yeah, Now I stuck with. I'm so. just happy
0: to be cast. Yeah, know? exactly. But it yeah, was the <laughs> with, uh,
1: You've got to accept your fate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You are thug. And number, <laughs> <laughs> number 3 in this one. You
0: will wait till Jason Statham dies and then we'll find a gap for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we just it was going through that so I thought I need to show that I can do something else. Mm. Uh, the producing and stuff worked out quite well. The only problem is I got a little bit carried away with the show that you can cry. My show rule was just basically me blubbering in different, different, <laughs> different scenes. Different, yeah. different outfits. Look, I <laughs> can cry in different locations.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> first time clothes. I saw you cry was horrendous. I was just like, oh, my God, this is this is horrible to watch, you know, because, you know, my mate is crying. Now it's just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah.
0: See, <laughs> you, he says it was horrible wow. to watch, but one of the first things we did together, yeah. I'd literally just come from my nan dying in hospital, Wow. To the film set. And all the
1: people are going... And you were late. (laughs) (laughs) That's no excuse. (laughs) Wow. This is why they're jeans like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Iron rod, iron fist. (laughs)
0: Phoning the nurses. Pull the plug, (laughs) pull the plug. (laughs) So I ended up... uh, I got there, innit? All the other casting crew were going, are you okay? And doing all that kind of stuff. I'm not great with that anyway. He comes over and he's just like... Could have got it a bit earlier, mate.
1: <laughs> if you're
0: finished crying,
1: we could <laughs> no, we could actually shoot this scene.
0: Yeah.
1: Crack on boy. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that on? What was that shoot? That was three. three? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, you you feel free to tell them how we met, Jim.
1: Please, Jane, tell us. Let's well, go, <clears throat> go into this dark I I, I was
2: brought in as a producer on um a film we were working on at the time. And uh called? so I hadn't that was called Shofai Him. Mm. Okay. And um I'd never met you, Tony, at that point, and um, that's why it's
0: because we just met. Yeah, that's,
2: that's right. That's and uh, so I was told, you know, th- Tony's <laughs> going to be there. I was like, okay, fine. Walked in, and uh, and Tony's been lathered up with baby oil by the uh, by the makeup people. Standard. So I was just like, oh, you know, hi. That's, that's <laughs> and that was that was that was love blossom from there, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it took. Then we sold Fist Fat Five, and we moved on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Three-minute shot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Too far Yeah. <laughs> right. That sounds brilliant. Okay. So, so you you became sort of friends. You were, well, you know, mm, frenemies, acquaintance, well, acquaintance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: go with that. And <laughs> colleagues, colleagues. <laughs> loose colleagues yeah.
0: <laughs> concubines <laughs> yeah.
2: this is the so, only time we've been together in years
0: so. yeah. well you don't <laughs> reply to any of my emails
1: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the club yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about it now? Should we talk about it? No, no, whatever. <laughs> just for anyone, it was listening. in the past. It was in the past. It's that's fine. It. Mm. So yeah, for the best. Uh,
0: person. For the best advice I can give you is just don't bother emailing Gene. He's a horrible, horrible man.
1: <laughs> if you want to be actor, that's it. Just don't email him. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Meet him. Get
0: lovered up. Start producing with him. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you loved it.
2: Of course he did
1: great right. okay so so you two then started saying well perhaps we could work on stuff together as yeah. a team Ooh, uh, did yeah. you, what was the first thing you sort of said let's do
2: i think because we were, were it was kind of set in stone that we were going to work on that project together yeah. um mm-hmm. and then it was during while we were working on that um i got the opportunity to um do a Superman film an independent Mm -hmm. Superman film that would be low budget would essentially be a fan film because at the time Warner Brothers were looking to put in place their fan film policy because this is when YouTube was getting too big and it would have been impossible to stifle fan films and they were very much against them at that point Mm -hmm. you know like Marvel had already kind of embraced fan films at that point but Warners were very much against them and they need to figure out rules of engagement as to if they were going to allow fan films how they were going to be In place, sure, and so uh, so we we agreed to do that. And I said to you, I phoned you, and I said, You know, do you want to do a Superman film with me? (laughs) I was uh, still in bed, and I just kind of went, Yeah, all right. That's how every film I've asked you, if you want to do others. And you've gone. been in bed <laughs> Getting lathered up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a team of women.
0: I heard this is how you get in the industry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Send a team
2: of women, not a team
0: of men. See, so you know who would have played a really good... i oh uh, ignore that. Do you know who would make a really good Superman? If only you'd replied to their email.
1: It would have been me. Thank you. Yes. Now everyone knows be. what we're talking about. Yeah. I didn't even get
0: to play Lex Luthor. You think if anyone uh, you looked like Lex Luthor...
2: Yeah. He's not Lex Luthor. He's his son, remember?
0: Oh, mate, I didn't read the script.
1: <laughs> Still hasn't. It?
0: That's no. it.
2: It's like, yeah, I
1: heard it's alright,
0: though. I don't know. I've seen the film, Yeah, so I won't bother reading the script now. There's no
1: need, because mm. most of it was cut out. I imagine it's done. <laughs> yeah. that's how it happens.
0: <laughs> that film, it, it went a little bit crazy.
1: Yeah, it talk goes. us through this because this is this is this was made for about twenty grand. Yep. right. Mm. It's it's beautifully made. It's a fanfare. It's done really well. Talk yeah. us through it. Talk us through the process.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, when we first decided, okay, we're going to do this, mm-hmm. it was a case of you know we need to get a script together pretty quickly. Yeah, so, yep. so, fast. we did that, and I was talking on a daily basis to Dell Nelson, the uh, the vice president of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and talking how. We so Sorry,
1: sorry can I just jump. You were just randomly talking to the vice president of Warner's. Can we just say it? how this happened?
2: Uh, well, yeah, because we then agreed Lube. that we would do this. This, this <laughs> 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 We agreed that we would do this fan film so yeah. that they could put in place their policies. And so we were introduced to Dale. Okay. And that was it. It was just a conversation back and forth of mostly what we couldn't do right. with Superman, mm-hmm. which was difficult. You mm. know, there was lots of conversations about you know basically restricting things because they wanted to control what other fan films couldn't do sure. not what necessarily
0: restrictions came around as well when basically we were been followed by Zack Snyder on Twitter when he found out about the, the fact we're doing it those were really supportive yeah really supportive mm. and then we put out the posters who were done by the same guy that does Rob Zombie's Halloween posts and things like that so nice. they looked incredible
2: yeah, yeah
1: they do look incredible and Zack
0: Snyder went from following us to blocking us and then we had the legal department of <laughs> Warner Brothers on the phone which wow. was we're like, so hey guys, hey, how are you doing?
1: Yeah. Well, we're was... good. We're making a film. That's
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, the, no
2: cease uh, and no cease <laughs> and <assist>. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the restrictions were things that like I said that like we couldn't do. We couldn't. They didn't want us to use the, uh, the Superman S logo in any of the branding or marketing, and then they didn't want us to use the word Superman in any of the marketing. And I said, Are you being serious? You want us to
1: make, make and sell a film Superman film without the S, just or a man wow. the word, oh. alike, Superman. Right?
2: yeah yeah, and uh, so that was one of the arguments that we actually won because that was just ridiculous but for every one that we won there were so many that we couldn't so it was constantly being kind of restricted every road we'd go down there'd be a block of things so that made making the film really difficult because Mm. it was it was less about being able to tell a good story and being able to tell a good story with these restrictions that we've got Yeah. so it's a bit it was was a bit like playing Tetris with what we were and were it's like being watched by
0: the Mafia because once we'd finished all the debating with them at different points got the Email through with the different points and it was uh from the vice president of warner brothers nice so i was like well that uh that was escalated yeah massively but the whole thing just kind of took off we did all the castings got everything rolling and we got so much support from superman fans Mm -hmm. to the point we had jack o'halloran who played non Mm. he was involved with the film as well great he passed on the number for dick Donner. Yeah. So having contact with Richard Donner while you're doing a Superman film. Oh, it's incredible. So, so Gene was a massive Superman film, so there's a lot of head nods to Superman in there. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot throughout the whole thing as well about Superman. Yes. Like a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fans are very quick to tell you <clears throat> if you yeah. do something not right as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. the very most quick. vocal fans yep. ever.
0: Like your, your Superman looks like he has a cheesecake face, was my yeah, there, my there personal favourite.
2: There were some really fun ones. Some some of the feedback's incredible. Yeah, yeah. well, that was Martin Richardson, right, who yeah. played Superman.
1: Yeah, that's cool. You had a really cool cast as well, you know. Um, I think it's. Do check out, there's a trailer online, right, now, and now you can yeah. actually watch the film. The, yeah, the whole, film, the whole film online.
2: You can watch it for free. Yeah, which yeah. is really
1: nice that you're giving away for free. Did you, yeah. Was that part of the stipulation? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just that's legally, it. we weren't allowed, <laughs> we to, make allowed to make money. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't
2: a nice thing. Yeah. We, just, we just weren't allowed. I <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: if we how nice of you
2: to do that? No, yeah. we didn't want to. If we'd have had a pound for everyone, every view, then we'd be at £30 million. Mm. That would have been nice. But yeah, as part of the that stipulation. That's made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As part of the stipulation, it had to be a fan film, Just, which meant it couldn't make any profits because essentially it's the rights weren't ours. They're, they're, the the film belongs to one of To people, sure.
1: Yeah. But what about in terms of the money that you spent on the film. What happened with that? You just went, We're gonna write this off. Yeah, it had to just you be to... it was
2: it was all crowdfunded okay, through donations. So it donation was just pretty much, you know, trying to get as support, much as we really. could together. Yeah.
1: That's that's great though, isn't it? That yeah. Nice
2: Superman that. fans were really good with that yeah. though as well though. Yeah. We got that. Because we weren't looking for I think we were looking for less than that originally and we mm. ended up going over, mm-hmm. which was which was quite good.
1: And, so. then, and what about shooting it itself? Was there difficulties obviously trying to make him fly for that budget? Well, trying no, to well, yeah, I mean, fight
2: <laughs> the story had to revolve around him not having a lot of the power hours because we didn't have you know we couldn't spend a lot of money on effects and things couldn't
1: get to Krypton
2: you yeah exactly so that's we, we yeah. had to ground him for a lot of the story so it was trying to be able to to do that and it was it was a straight um was it six weeks wasn't it six weeks straight in London you know and for a film with no budget that's really difficult to do to get everyone to block out that amount of time mm. you know it's not weekends or filming when you can we just had to get right into this and we would literally we, we would go back we would sleep for a few hours and then it would be up again the next day and we would yeah. seven day weeks. The whole time it was it was tough. But it was
0: it was when we were out in Cannes. We were out we went out to promote it. Yeah. Now this is before we'd shot anything. We were out in Cannes a week before we started filming, yep. and we had no equipment. We, <laughs> yeah. we had nothing lined up. And we were handing out flyers kind of, for it and going yeah. to meetings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And we thought this is a massive task. Wow. And there's one point we were both in the, the toilets for the artist entrance in Cannes. Yeah. Sounds weird. It does up. sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty much like most our friendship. <laughs> And we both stood at urinal, and the, the Superman soundtrack came on. No. And there was a moment where we both kind of looked at each other. Yeah, Held we, hands. <laughs> that, Cross swords. That wasn't my hand.
1: <laughs> Whose hand is that?
0: But you do kind of go, oh, we're really making something here. Mm. This is an iconic character mm, with yeah. nothing else. And the fact that they're playing Ink Hand. It yeah. It so they were home. actually
1: playing your, to say, talk about you guys. They were playing the soundtrack to talk about you. Or they were just playing it in a toilet and you went, that's really inspirational. Well, wasn't, It, was it t- wasn't
0: in the toilet, it was from the bit upstairs, yeah, but okay. we could hear it.
1: <laughs> There's sometimes our speakers in fancy Oh, look, those idiots toilets. making a Superman film's
0: gone in. Let's right go like play the tune. This will right? <laughs> <laughs> <This'll> be funny. <laughs> <laughs> They'll enjoy this.
1: Watch them on the video record. Look at them, idiots.
0: Look, I'm holding they're hands. Dancing. They're dancing. They haven't even hand. put
1: their arms away. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crossing swords. And going crazy. <laughs> So you're in Cannes, you're having a great time, people are buzzing about, but you haven't got any kit, so you're a week away from shooting. What did you do?
0: We're drunk. (laughs) We're in the Grand Hotel at one point, and we're sat outside having a drink and just kind of planning things out. we just had a really good day of meetings about it. And we heard someone behind us start talking, and he's come over and he started talking to us, and he was actually the accountant at Warner Brothers. And he said, oh, so you were the guys making the Superman film. We thought we were making – it got confusing at Warner's because they thought we were making two back-to-back Superman films. Yeah, because ah. they knew about
2: the two Superman <clears throat> projects. They had two mm-hmm. posters, yeah.
0: and all the execs were signed to NDAs. Right. So, yeah, it was uh, it was just surreal how many people knew about it. Yeah. So yeah. Even before we started shooting.
2: Yeah, that was weird because I didn't anticipate that. Being a Superman fan myself, you know, I knew what the – community was like but i had no idea of starting something like this how quickly it would propagate across you know so many people knew about it and it was you know people would say talk about talk to you about the film that you're making and it's just like we haven't we've even spoken yet like where did this come from And there's
0: just so many eerie coincidences around it like we ended up on one of the yacht parties which is always fun and then we started talking to one guy and he took us to another place and on to another place found out later he was a grandson of warner brothers so of all the people we kind of bump into, yeah.
1: It's... If I knew, I
0: would have apologised for what we were doing.
1: <laughs> sorry
0: about your icon, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah sorry about that. <laughs> but fan films became really popular, and they like Star Wars. They did a lot of these, and yeah. So, I can understand all the rights panic because I said, "Well, why can't we do that?" It's a fan film. We're not mm. looking to make money. So, that must have been really interesting, and it's it's not a surprise you got quite a lot of attention for it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it gets released. You put it out online, and instantly, it, it just flies it just goes
2: yeah i mean the because we had a, a premiere in london um i think what a, a week, was it the week before yeah something like that before it was released and it was it was well received and you know we were hopeful you know when we released online that it was going to be taken well and uh what we didn't expect is like i think it went on like 10 in the morning something like that and literally just you could refresh the page and the views were just going up and up and up and up oh, and it was just like it was that point when i think we were found each other like this is getting a bit big like mm, we didn't yeah. anticipate that and as I say, it just kind of it flew from there to the point where it's just like, ooh, this is <laughs> – like you realize you've kind of made a bit of an impact. And that's, that's weird. It suddenly went from wanting to achieve something to then thinking, oh, my God, you know, starting to, to – be aware of, uber aware of the faults that you have with a low budget film and mm. thinking, oh God, you know, hope they're forgiving and stuff like that. So you the pressure kind of flips the other way. I see. And you go from, you know, hoping it does well to yeah. then thinking, oh my please God. Please don't compare this know? to the studio, yes. big yes. one that's yeah. just come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's only 30 million people watch this, please don't judge it. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: We didn't make it for much. Yeah, was, yeah. It, it yeah, wasn't even, it. um I don't know, so the league guy's car fees getting him from the studio and back that you exactly. made it for. Yeah. But, but interestingly, on, like, people don't seem to think that sometimes. No. They just go, Well, That's I it. wanted to watch a Superman movie. What's this? That's it, mm. yeah. Ex- I, I imagine you had a load of really lovely fans and people who were, got behind it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: They're, they're, they, you you yeah. get comments of, of from either end of the spectrum. and uh, And the ones that kind of understand that 20 grand isn't a lot of money in film terms, they tend to be the most. They're the nicest ones about it and, you know, they're always congratulating us for, for you know, what we achieved on that. Mm. It's the ones that, you know, it's difficult from from a public point of view to be able to understand that films do take a long time and a lot of money, you know. And i had done a few Q&As over the last few weeks talking about Cain Hill and... When you say, you know, how long it's taken and and how much it costs, then people tend to be surprised. And like, I thought you just went out with a camera for a couple of weeks and shot it and then Mm. you went and edited Mm. it. And you know, so so when those people are dead now. Yeah. (laughs) So when you see, you know, those comments that it's from those kind of people that think, well, you know, twenty grand's a lot of money. You can buy a lot you can get some good stuff for that. How can Mm. you not make a decent film? Mm. Comparing twenty grand to, you know, three hundred million the Batman vs. Superman cost, then it starts to go. We're not right? even their catering budgets. Exactly. Nowhere, near. Nowhere near their catering. So, you know, and when you put it in perspective like that, it's still a film that for me, I look back on because obviously I've grown as a filmmaker since then, we all have, and I look back and I wince at points, mm-hmm. but then. When I put that into perspective, and think still for that little amount of money and the time we had to do it because we were really time-restricted as well, I think we did about the best we could have done. I look say.
0: back and think that's where my alcohol addiction started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does. It is great, and it's amazing you achieved it. What happened afterwards? What was the, you know, did people start coming to you? Did things change for you, agents? Did What, what was the buzz for yeah. you guys after? There
2: was a lot more interest. Um, people, say, knew who we were before we knew them and that that was that kind of career shift where you know mm-hmm. coming from radio where I was used to interviewing people a lot to a point where people know you before you know them is a bit of a, an unusual feeling sometimes mm-hmm. and you know so there was there was a lot of that and that kind of built and built and you know you get introduced to someone and a bit like did start talking about superman film and it would be weird when they say you know we i watched that and i was just like what really you know yeah. someone like, i haven't asked to watch it has watched it <laughs> yeah and that's it got kind of weird after that and then it got busy you know with with work offers and things like that and i think you were the same yeah
0: you know? yeah it was a strange dynamics so obviously with the actor side you go to a network thing and you feel like you're just going around with a begging bowl going, mm-hmm. any work? Yeah. Any work? Anyone? But then when you go in as a producer and you've done your own stuff, and also it helps with the acting. So you go into auditions and you're not thinking, cool, I really need this. Sure. You're thinking, I'd like to do this. Mm-hmm. Because you have more control over what you're doing. And the networking events, people start coming to you. Yes. And it also, on the bright side, gives you a bit more of an appreciation for what other actors are going through as well when they come up and ask about, about work. Yeah. You know, I'll reply to emails. It's not like I'm a gene for laser or anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it does. It does make a difference when you're in rooms and stuff, and you are making stuff. I much prefer that I've been making films for the last eight years. That, mm. like, say, it, you're not an actor going around going, "Oh, can I be in your film?" Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going, "Look, I'm making <clears> films. It's this is, and I've done this, and I've done that, and for you guys the same. It's it makes a big difference.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely." Um,
1: uh, in terms of you, you mentioned there about your growth as a director, in terms yep. of how you were with working with actors, mm-hmm. let's talk about that from the first time you start working them to to now. Yeah, and your process, how's it changed?
2: Um, I Superman was the first thing I directed, and beforehand I was really nervous because I thought, you know, I've not directed anything before. You mm-hmm. know, like like everything, you it's you are what you are when you become that person when you become that role. You know, you're not a director until you've directed. You know. Sure. it's... But before that it was just like, you know, um there's a lot of pressure on this, you know, it's a superman thing, we've been dealing with warners. Am I gonna be good with this? How am I going to be? And I really wasn't sure until we got to set that first day how I was going to be. You know, I'd thought of different options of how I might approach things. But then really until we kind of set up that first scene and then we decided, you know, actually, you know, let's let's just go into this and this is how I'd like it to be, and then talk to the actors about how you want them to be. And it just happened kind of naturally. And it wasn't until kind of that night I was like, Oh, that's it. I've just mm. kind of done it, you know, without even thinking. This is how I should be. It's just how I ended up being, and that's I think that that much more natural way of of doing it. And it's mm. for me, you get very technical directors, and then you get other ones that are very story based. I'm more on the kind of story side. You know, my my DP, my script supervisor, are all there to to worry about that side of things. Indeed, I want to be able to get my actors to be able to to give the best, you know, a story. To, to the camera, to be able to to get that across. And mm-hmm. if we can bring that out, then, then you know, that's that's the angle that I tend to go from. And it's that's kind of stayed pretty much the same.
1: Yeah, and that comes from pulling stuff out your actors or changing yeah. it a little bit. Exactly, and being able right. to
2: take, you know, ad- advice as well. You know, I think if you go in there as a dictator, that's never going to work. You know, you're a team and you are in a certain position where you can decide which information flows through, but mm-hmm. ultimately... You know, it's not just a one-way street. You know, you can, your cast, your crew can come out with some great suggestions sometimes, and for me, that's that's a great thing. You know, when you can take that on board and actually, you know, I think it's a good thing to be able to go, "Oh, that is a good idea, actually." You know, take something on board and think oh, that looks a lot better, mm. because you know it does happen. You know, you can't go in there and go, "Actually, no, that's that's not what I wanted. Sure. That's not going to work." Yeah. So the
1: same sort of for you then. Obviously, you started producing, which helped your acting. Because you've got more work, because you're producing yeah. it, which I suggest to any actors is go out there and
0: 100% make
1: stuff. Make. Because the more you make, the more you learn, the, mm-hmm. you, the more you realise it's not all about you. Um, yeah. Did you find that you became a better actor when you started producing and you understood the whole world of
0: cinema. 100%. Mm-hmm. With the producing, you end up having to meet more casting directors, things like that, because you need them for your film. Mm-hmm. We were very lucky to have Andrew Limford cast oh, yeah. Kane Hill. Great, And his Rolodex of people is amazing. So we work with him quite a lot, and yeah, it's just opened doors to all these people that I would never have met before.
2: Mm-hmm. And how do you find producing itself as a producer? You're the one that's put everyone in this position. Mm-hmm. This is all as a result of you as producer. You know, pat yourself on the back at that point. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Because the amount and work. drink heavily. And,
1: yeah, <laughs> you like your drinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the sixth time you've yeah, this. Exactly. It. It's, it's just, what it's my counsellor says. This <laughs> man,
1: <laughs> he has to get it out. It's like, if I say it, it's okay. <laughs> That's it, I've
0: got to be open about my problems. It's
1: true, you do. <laughs> Put the bottle down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you talk us through the, the, the process leading up to Cain to Hill then. So whose idea was it?
0: Well, we actually were approached by a friend of mine uh, called Michael who wanted to, to make a horror film. Mm-hmm. He was talking to us about his, his film there. And we started looking at the script. He, he gave us a script. Uh, we just need, we needed to make a lot of changes to it. Because it was, it was kind of serendipity, really, because our manager was on us at the time yeah. about making another feature film and making a horror one. Mm-hmm. So we both got the same manager and we were thought, OK, this is kind of the perfect time, really. Yeah. So we started pushing Cain Hill, getting the script right, working all those angles and seeing where we can go with it afterwards. And then we were approached by E4, weren't
2: we? Yeah. Yeah. So E4, were doing a... a TV show called Stage School, where they wanted to, they've got actors that go to um, Academy of Performing Arts mm-hmm. and they wanted to get them in different situations. So they, they were approaching different TV companies, ways in which they could get those people, those students into actual work and that they could kind of document those in a kind of documentary style getting him into 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 roles mm-hmm. and uh and so we agreed to be a part of that so they set up to us to do some auditions by this point we'd cast pretty much the rest of the film it was just our lead female that we had left to cast we, that we agreed to do through them so they got us to go and we watched their end of year showcase which they filmed us as doing uh, and then we had one complete episode that was just dedicated to kane hill and uh, and about them being cast in that so it showed them kind of learning the lines and stuff at, at the academy um, and then coming in and doing auditions for us. Now they were staged auditions, so they were very different. You know, we normally hold our, our auditions at Elstree, right. and you know they're kind of more relaxed. This was in a place they'd set up, right. so it was just kind of do your thing. We'll film it at this location. It's very so, Yeah, it was very expector. Mm-hmm. So behind they, the
1: table with yeah.
2: buzzers. One hundred percent. We were behind the table, oh. and they had them come in, do them, and then walk out into so like. So they were in a holding pen. Right. And then we had to decide, pretty much there and then, who, who we were going to choose. Okay. And so it was down to, so we decided, we looked through through the footage that they got and decided mm. which one we were going to go with. And then they brought all the girls back out, put them in a line oh, in front of no. me, and I had to say oh, which one got it. Oh. So that's difficult. You yeah. know, as a director, you're you. never in that <laughs> position. <But yeah. laughs> Comedy value. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I had to say it slowly, think, you know, the person who's got the role of Mary. Is and it's just like having to do that tension. I was like, I'm not Simon Cowell. I don't no. want to be there in that position. No, it's horrible. And uh, and with these, you know, these there's like six, eight, ten girls that are at this academy that are all going for the role. Oh, no. This is their first thing they've ever auditioned for that's serious. Yeah, and they're going to get their first no straight out the gate. I was like, oh god, this is horrible. And uh, and so we did it, and I said which one it was, and then they were like, okay, okay, we need to do that again. I think we must have done that five or six times, so they could get different angles of girls' reactions. Yeah, not of Tears. I know, I think when they slapped
0: one girl, that was a bit (laughs) much. Cry, damn it, cry. When that episode went (laughs) out,
2: I was just like, oh my God, that makes me seem horrible. I'm going to get hate mail.
1: (laughs) You won't read it anyway. No. (laughs) <laughs> so now you're, you're like, okay, we are going to make this now Yeah, mm. at that
2: point we're completely cast And yep. we crowdfunded um, most
0: of the film well, Our crowdfunding campaign We had planned mm. to have a bit more build up Get interested and then launch a campaign So there's no point launching a campaign to no one that knows about it Sure mm-hmm. But the E4 thing changed that Right Because they've come in now We've then got to get this whole campaign done Yeah By the time this airs Mm. So we had to move everything forward and launch a campaign to people that did not know about it. Okay. So there was a massive push that we were doing on that. Mm. I remember being on holiday and just laying there on my phone in bed, just like must, must. get funders.
1: Okay. <laughs> what can I do to That's get it. funders? Go go go. What, did you do Kickstarter or were you Indiegogo? We went for Indigo Indiegogo. Then. Yeah. I think it's a it's a good one to use. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: And it's definitely for anyone trying to make a film. Budget is always one of the things that it always comes back to. Mm-hmm. And these crowdfunding campaigns, they have opened it up. But again, there are some people, well, the majority of people will put it on there and they'll end up getting about £500, yeah, that kind of amount. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is down to build up. At the end of the day, you've still got to, even if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign, you've still got to plan it out mm-hmm. like you're doing a proper professional film. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. the names. You need to get names attached to your film because no one's going to, like we were saying about sales. Yes, The first thing they say to us, Who's in it? It's the first thing Not, everyone oh, says. Oh, I'll watch your film and see what it's like. Yeah. No, who's about in it? it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a daunting thing. But mm-hmm. there are so many generous casting directors out there with their time. You can message these people and say, listen, this is what I'm doing. This is what I plan for it. Would you be able to help me with a couple of days to do this? And mm-hmm. offer them something in return, even if it's going to help them in their office. For, sure. for free for a, it's a good day, good idea. Yeah, just something mm-hmm. to to give something back to them for that. And you can its amazing what you can get by just
2: asking people. Indeed, because we were we still lucky.
1: So look, for people who don't know, describe the plot of Cane Hill for us.
2: So it's a, a group of documentary filmmakers mm-hmm. go to the abandoned Cane Hill Asylum mm-hmm. um, to investigate some of the goings on there. A bit kind of like a, a most haunted kind of thing. They're not really fussed by it, but, yeah. you know, it's just a job. It's a, it's a paying gig, so they're going to go along and do this thing. What they don't expect when they arrive there is that one of the inmates never left there at all and, uh, and starts terrorising them, picking them off one by one. So it's a more, more tension-based and, and, you know, as I say, that kind of 70s style of being scared rather than being made to jump. There's, yes. a, there's a subtle difference mm-hmm. there, but I think it's an important one. And that's what we tried to do with this. It's, it's less jump moments and more the tension of, of being stalked by this killer in this place that's isolated in the middle of nowhere. And mm-hmm. the actual location is in the middle of yeah. nowhere. So it was very no much like phone that. phone signal there. It, oh.
0: you, the minute you get that phone signal's gone. Right. But there's so many weird things when we turned up. So loads of dead birds surrounding yeah. the entire asylum.
1: Right. Where was it? No.
0: In Stafford. It's
2: like in the middle of nowhere in Stafford. So it's hours to get to it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. No matter what you're looking for in a non alcoholic beer, there's only one name that has it all Athletic Brewing Co. Full flavor? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Award winning styles you can get online at the bar or the grocery store? It's athletic. In fact, when it comes to amazing non-alcoholic beer, there's no question, it's ATHLETIC. Ask for it and find out. Go to askforathletic.com to find your closest retailer today. Near beer.
0: Anytime fitness is for real people with real fitness goals. I mean, let's be honest. Most of us aren't training for marathons or half marathons or even half-half marathons. Only time most of us are running at all is if we're trying to make a connecting flight. Wouldn't have been late if we didn't stop to buy a headphone dongle. Point is, you gotta be ready. You do not want to deal with rebooking. Anytime Fitness, where real people help you make real progress. Join today and get a plan for training, nutrition, and recovery.
1: All right, so let's, let's go back a tiny bit. Let's talk about your cast, how you got um, your cast involved. Obviously, you got some from the, the E4
2: program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, hold, we hold general casting for most of the rest of the roles. So mm-hmm. I'll say at Elstree, we got a lot of people come in and do that. And so that's how we cast the vast majority. We we're very of it. lucky.
0: There's a lot of talent to choose from, Yeah, yeah is really nice. Yeah, that
2: is good. Yeah, the E4 thing, by that point we'd announced it was E4, so there was a lot of good interest as well. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of picking the bones of things. Um, and then you spoke to Michael Parr.
0: Yeah, I spoke to Michael Parr. Well, we got a lot of the cast through because Andrew Linford put it out on Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, having Spotlight submissions yeah. is always better. Yes. And yeah, I've been friends with Michael Parr from Emmerdale for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, let's let's ask him if he'd be up for doing it. I phoned him. He was, he was on board. He right. was just basically making it work around, around Emmerdale. But he was amazing in the film. Yeah. Because he was our nutter in the film. Yeah. And yeah, he was so powerful. And from that, we um we thought, okay, we need to obviously get names on. Mm-hmm. So we asked him if he'd be willing to ask Gemma, who we worked with on Airborne before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he exchanged the numbers for us and asked Gemma if she'd be interested. She said she'd be interested in it. So Gemma, expect,
1: Gemma Atkinson, just yeah, guess, yeah, yep.
0: and yeah, Gemma Atkinson, come on, and she was. Really good in the role as well. Mm, she's
1: brilliant. She's very good. I like the steeliness of her and that sort mm. of coldness. And it was really yeah. nice to mm. see her do something like that. It was quite unusual. Yeah. So I quite like that a lot. And you've also got, uh, I'll read them out because you'll forget, Hannah, ja- <laughs> Hannah Jacobs. Uh, oh, yeah, she was there. Edward Elgood, <gasps> Jason York. I remember these uh, Ben Mansbridge, David Whitney. Uh, obviously, Phil Martin, you mentioned, and Marcus Oko and Steve Aldish. Should we go with that?
0: I have to say Marcus Oko. Otherwise, it will kill me.
1: Yeah, Marcus Oko.
0: You went for
2: Oko.
1: OK. Oh, did I?
0: Who messed
2: up now, Giles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be me.
1: Fire my researcher. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, and then we got Alex Zane as well. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, well, that's oh, really you cool. You just mentioned, you know, because you said it'd be good to get Alex Zane on board, and I said like, I'm not sure he's going to be be up for it. And you said, well, let me give him a message, and then you've developed
0: him. a man a man crush on Alex. He's he's, he's a beautiful
2: amazing. man. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and he, he was a lot taller than I expected as well.
2: Yeah, I think
1: he's quite short. I thought he was.
0: Short. He's such a nice man. Yeah. Because he turned up and he gave his, his all to that. Mm-hmm. And he had time for every one of the, the casting crew. Mm. That's nice. And yeah, he came to a premiere with us as well and spent ages with everyone yep. to the point when you know my mum wanted a photo with him yeah so
1: he was hanging around that long <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. eventually your mum plucked up the courage come on mum you can do this <laughs> yeah.
0: so I brought my mum over and as I got there Alex knew that she was coming for a photo so he, he got up and said oh can I have a photo
1: ah uh, that's
0: cool It's things like that just show the class and the man yeah and yeah then we bumped into each other recently in a, in a toilet in Soho so you know swings him around the bus. <laughs>
2: That's why Literally. I bowed it to your mum, funny enough. Yeah,
1: know. <laughs> In the toilet
2: and uh,
0: My mum's going to listen to this. <laughs> oh, she's drifting off to sleep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what, so, what issues did you have when you, you're filming it? Talk us through the problems because you've got this obviously wonderful location all to yourself, and it is a wonderful location. It looks great in the film, it's spacious, it's cool. Did it, you, it was great to have problems? this
2: huge building mm. all to ourselves, and mm. it's got like a we don't show it in the film, but there's like a block kind of across from it, which we pretty much assigned as like our cast and crew block. Okay, so I mean, that everyone had. Their own room, which was kind of cool, but they were actually wards uh, when from when it used to be a hospital. So it's it was kind of creepy in that sense, Mm. Um, but but it it, was cheaper.
1: (laughs) But it meant that rock and roll. (laughs) We sleep where this guy killed himself. We were all together
2: though, and that that in that sense, with no mobile phone signal, it brought the cast and crew together over the course of a few mm-hmm. days so much closer. Yeah. It was incredible. So, you know, it was just shorthand with, with everyone almost immediately by that point. So it was great having the run of the place, being able to, to shoot different things in different places and literally have access to the whole place top to bottom. And, it's so it's big enough though, where you can get lost in it because it's all very much alike yes. across the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it's creepy. You know, I'd I'd run off to have a look and see. Actually, now let's use this room, and so I'd I'd go off, and then you find yourself like alone in like a wing of this massive building that's got yeah. several floors, and then you're just like, yeah, this is a bit creepy. You can hear echoes from like where people are talking somewhere else, and then it's just like, yeah, this is weird because it started off as a, as an actual asylum, mm-hmm. and then it was a care home and stuff like that. So you're just like, eh, there's been a lot of people here. It's a bit weird being in a place that. At some point or another, has been filled with a lot of people, mm. and then suddenly you're just like Nothing. the only one. So many things happening, where
0: we were, we thought it was people playing practical jokes. Because I'll be honest, I, I love practical jokes. I, I was hiding in cupboards, jumping out on people. <laughs> wait, I committed to it. I waited you in one wait? room for nearly twenty minutes just to scare someone. Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Did it work?
0: Yeah. Oh, was good. Well worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they cried. It was great. <laughs> and
1: it has been released from hospital.
0: Yeah, <laughs> things go missing all the time. Okay. And, my script went missing quite a lot.
1: Oh, you just put it down in a drunken stupor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: this has also happened on every other film. If yeah, I would it.
1: <laughs> He knew his lines. Like, no. I've got this. Uh, just producing. I don't Go do team improv. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'd put it down
0: and it started going missing. I thought, this is just getting stupid. Now someone's messing with me. Mm. So we locked up the, the asylum to go to the outhouse bit. Next day, went over. I have unlocked the door and the script is there. Just on the floor right oh, in, front, in front of the door. And I thought... Yeah, that's offensive, especially if yeah. I look it in those script notes, but luckily.
1: <laughs> do it better. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do it.
0: That is actually my, my catchphrase on set. I write do better on my hand, just so when someone's... When you
2: no.
1: look at
0: your
2: own hand. When you look yeah, at your own hand, it. for your own lines. When Don't I'm drunk. Yeah. Do, do... Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn, too late. Here we go again. A George, bit. our makeup artist, <laughs> he had one of the scary stories, though, because he his curtains, he, he was getting annoyed because someone kept opening his curtains every morning, or he'd wake up and they'd be opened. What? And that was that was annoying him. And he started saying to people, look, can you, whoever's doing it, can you stop doing <laughs> it? And he's a big lad. He, he knows is. how to box. He, he mm. can take care of himself. Yeah. yeah, And then I think it was the last morning we got up and... He, because he'd, he'd put his drawers in front of the door so that he would he moved actually, his bed in it. It was his, his bed. So that he'd know if someone came in and he woke up and his curtains were open again with his bed <sighs> in front of the door. So it's no. just like, oh!
0: <laughs> yeah, yon, yon. Well, it was when we went back to do yeah, some extra bits on there. And we all stood in the, in the hallway. And we all turned around at the same time because we heard footsteps on the stairs. And then <gasps> we're like, nope, nothing there then. But we didn't find out until afterwards about the place. Right, we didn't know all the history of this place it's actually used on Most Haunted they they film there they do tours there as well oh, because Lord, it's, oh, it's the most
1: poltergeist
2: active oh, place
1: in Europe you <laughs> are yeah. 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 in there just going well this is my room see you later guys yeah. Yeah. curtains right open and then, closing then, if I'd have known
2: that I would have slept I would have slept <laughs> in George I, I would, honestly, in George? like Star done. Wars cut him open yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere to I'd have slept in The, the Revenant room. just yeah, like yeah. you yeah. getting
1: inside you George Absolutely. Hi George, I'm a inside bit like you a bear, again. So it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> but in, wow, did you catch any of that on camera? Any There's of these
2: ghosts just bo- performances.
1: <laughs> did you notice
2: how he looked at me when he said that?
0: Ah, I did. That was really really, really, really hurtful. <laughs> what a horrible man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we, we went scary. on a little bit of a, an exploration when we got there, didn't we? And there was a, there was a big smell of death. There was a <laughs> smell it was of death. Fusty, in the place. It was a horrible
2: oh. place. It smells but it was old. Like, yeah, fo- it. like old photos, hearing aids, and there that hearing aid. We actually went back there right. to shoot some pickups, and I was desperate to find this hearing aid because in one of the rooms, and all the beds are still still there. They're not made, <laughs> right. but the beds are still there. There's okay. furniture like, on its side, yep. rotting away. Mm-hmm. But on one of the bedside tables, there was a there was a on one of the bedside tables there was a hearing aid.
1: Some radio before. Start again.
2: You know <laughs> <laughs> on one of the bedside tables, there was a hearing aid, and um, it, it just baffled me that there was. A hearing aid. Who left in such a hurry? They leave their hearing aid. I just don't want to hear this anymore. Exactly, yeah.
1: I'm I'm bored of the screams and the pain. (laughs) I'm just going to go out without this. And
2: I saw that when we first went there, and then when we went back to get pickups, I was like, I have to get that. And uh, so we got some pickups of that hearing aid because I was just like that's just weird it's just weird who, who leaves a hearing aid behind Who's in that? we couldn't even
0: way? order food in we had to send runners 15 minute drive away people
2: wouldn't come though. no scary. one would deliver yep. no so no one it. would
0: deliver Honestly, to the place wouldn't come near it that's what made us think there's something going there's on there's something and Very when it was wild, a lot cheaper than we thought it was going to be we're yeah. like this is why this is <laughs> <Yeah>. it
1: <laughs> so right the film is being released this Friday the 27th. 27th. Yes. Um and where can people get it? Where can they find it?
2: It's on iTunes and Amazon at the moment. We're looking at a DVD release a little bit down the line, but our initial release cuz we wanted to get it out in time for Halloween, <laughs> iTunes and Amazon on the 27th. It's available for pre-order now. Um on both of those places I think. So, yeah. That's so
1: exciting. Very exciting. Um so what's next? Tell us what's next. What's happening? Well, Are you allowed to say?
2: Yeah. The the, the next one it's a, it's a a thriller, um, kind of like an old school thriller based on it's the true, yeah, on Ooh. the true life events of, um, it's called The Beast of Jersey. Yeah. Um, and it was um, in the island of Jersey in the Child I grew up in Guernsey, the island next door. So I'd always known about this. And it was about this serial attacker that was, attacked people for 11 years without getting caught by the police. Hundreds of victims. Mm-hmm. Literally, the police were one step behind him for 11 years and he managed to get away with it. And it's just an incredible story. Eventually, he did get caught in mm-hmm. the most ridiculous of circumstances. Okay. But uh, it's just a, such an amazing story. There's some heartbreaking bits in it as well. Yeah, it's, it's horrendous. You know, there was one guy that... They thought they brought him in as a suspect. His house got burned down by the locals and literally driven out. And then they proved it wasn't him. So he literally ended up living on a rock, literally, you know, and isolating himself because of, of fear. And you know, eventually, the the guy who did get caught for it went and moved back to the island, but moved away because he didn't like the way he was treated by the locals. Like right, the other guy, got his house burned down. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so where so where are you at with that? You're in uh, right in that at the moment. Okay. So uh, hoping I'm to
0: speaking with the the police quite a lot just to make sure all the facts and everything. To hear. As close to what yeah. we can go as possible. Okay.
2: I want to be as, as close to the truth as possible with mm-hmm. it because you know it deserves that. It's a, it's a true story that's based on events. You know I want to give respect it that respect. The victims as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know yeah. a lot of these people are still around. You sure. know, So it was. So I want to be able to to do that. Plus, it doesn't need embellishing. It's a it's a horrendous story as it is, mm-hmm. and it's really been able to focus on the kind of the investigation side of things and how they managed to stay so close but not catch him for the so long. The outfit he used to wear as well. It's horrendous. He had spikes on
0: his shoulders. Spikes on his wrist, like nails that he'd put in. Wow. So, if anyone did try to catch him and he, grab him, all the grab places, shoulders, wrists, the mask was very them. kind of Michael Myers
2: style mask with long, fake, like dreadlocked hair. It was oh. like this horrible, leathery, rubbery mask that he had. It's horrendous. Oh,
1: that sounds great, though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Great subject,
2: great yeah. film. And yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's so right into the minute, and it's okay. come along really well. So, yeah, hoping to get that shot next year. It's looking good.
1: Excellent. Finally, yeah, it's maybe a little bit of advice for wannabe filmmakers.
2: The one thing I always say, in, whenever I'm speaking to people, is just don't give up. Everything will try and get in your way and say it's not the right thing to do, or there's easier things you could do, or there's other ways you can make money. If it's your passion, just don't give up on that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. There's not a a right way to do it. There's not a wrong way to do it. Just do it.
1: Great advice, Tony. To be honest, I've Top been that. So yeah, <clears throat>
0: I got this. <laughs> I've been so lucky when I started that with the amount of people that would offer advice that when you're asking them, I think one of the strongest bit of advice I got was don't be afraid to say no,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because people will ask you to do things like, can you, well, between doing the films and everything that's going on with Harvey Weinstein thing as well, sure, quite literally, don't be afraid to say no, mm-hmm. just keep enough confidence in what you're doing yourself that you will, you will make it. You don't have to do the projects that your heart not isn't in any way. Mm-hmm. If you're worried about them, go and make your own thing. Just keep going. Think of new ways to do things. And that is exactly what I think people should be championing, is making your own work. And, yeah, keep it going.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. If you want to make a film, go make a film. Do whatever you can to make that. Uh, Do be inspired. Do listen to whatever you can. Get advice, whatever you can. And really go out there and and do it. Write a great script. Do your best. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if it's not that great, don't worry. Your next one will be better. And you will improve and get better each time. (laughs) Good. Right, and where can people follow you uh, online? What's your presence? Your what you mean
0: just in general?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, where can people? I'm in London <laughs> a little bit. If you want. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> follow me about. I'm, I'm on Twitter at Jean Fallais, and yeah. there's a Jean Fallais page on Facebook as well. And I'm on Twitter
0: as Tony C86. Getting good at this plug stuff. Is that,
2: is that when you were born?
0: That is, yeah. <laughs> it's just not just a what I fancied
1: <laughs> Mexico World Cup. Yeah.
0: That's oh that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Mexico World I, Cup. Yeah, that's Hold what Tony C Mexico World Cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's great. Absolute pleasure to have you both on. Um so everyone go and buy. From iTunes, Kane Hill. Do watch it and then you can listen to this again and understand what they were talking about even more. Thank you very much for coming down. You Thanks can, for having us. It's a pleasure. You can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow the Filmmakers Podcast at the Filmmakers Pod. You can follow The Dare Movie at The Dare Movie. Right. Excellent. Thanks, guys. That's
0: all right. Thank you very much. Been emotional. Now, Gina, yeah. are you going to reply to Giles when he messages you? I'll have?
2: reply. I'll reply for
0: sure. You'll reply to everyone, won't you, Gene? <laughs> you <Jean>? will now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> See you I'll next no. week.
1: Cheers, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.